Hello, film strippers. Welcome to another episode of Film Strippers, the podcast where we talk anything and everything movie related. As always, I'm joined here with my co-host, Austin Burke. Chris, it is good to be back. Episode three, uh, I think the first two went well. We'll see where it goes from here, but nowhere to go but up, Chris. Maybe. Nowhere but up. Yep, yep, yep. We're getting 100 views a second. I feel like a celebrity, Austin, okay? <laughs> you are a celebrity in my eyes, baby. Come on now. <laughs> no, but we are. We are. Thank you very much. My name is Chris. We thank you for helping us and supporting. Make sure you subscribe. Like down below. Comment also any questions. We use them for the pod at the end. But uh, we're just going to jump into some of the topics here. Let me see if I can pull them up. Well, actually, before that, Austin, there was something I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Uh, I woke up this morning, and, uh, you know, the life of a YouTuber, you just think, what am I gonna do today? I didn't yeah. have I didn't have anything planned for to do today, <laughs> and my uh, girlfriend's at work, and so I thought I'm gonna watch me a horror movie because right. I don't get to see very many with her at home. The deal is she'll watch them at theaters as long as they're a new release. Okay, but at home, that no, she's not gonna do it. She she doesn't feel safe in her space. So I respect that. But I saw rave reviews or some good stuff about the movie Haunt. Yes, and I saw you also reviewed it, and I was like, well, a slasher taking place in a haunted house and stuff and it's got the same writers who did a quiet place checked it out man that movie was fantastic i'm not gonna say it's the best horror movie it's gonna be anything like that but i do think it's sort of a hidden gem i i found myself surprised because it felt pretty i don't know run at the mill at the start kind of generic i was like people are really raving about this but as it continued on, I, I got surprised, and the characters involved. I, I was a high recommend for me. Would I know you said your thoughts on this already? But anything you want to add to it? Well, that's exactly how I felt going in because you know me. I, I'll go into a movie like this expecting it to be a bit more, especially after the trailer. I was like, yeah. oh, you know. Then I saw the talent, Eli <laughs> Roth's name, and and man, I and this is me. You know, okay. I, I I like horror. I'm not on the level of like a horror fanatic like other people are, but this is absolutely, I think, the hidden gem in the horror genre of the year so far, man. This thing was so much fun. It knows what it is. It doesn't try to do too much more, and I had a great time with it. This could turn into a cult classic easily. Yeah, and I I know people probably hate this, but uh, it's just the thing with horror fans. I want it sequelized. I want 10 of these. I want 7 of these. I don't know what it is about it, but those those writers, man, I'm going to follow them from now on. Because after A Quiet Place and everything, and with this movie especially, they did something I really liked. And that almost every character had a suffering moment. Not only did they not hold back on the gore and yeah. the kills in this movie that were done so nicely, yes. they also built a great atmosphere. I actually was terrified of these people wearing the mask and controlling the haunted house. Yeah. It did get cheesy at parts, especially the very, very end with uh, how a certain character gets back at the killers. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I don't <laughs> I don't think Me you too. should have done that. Me too. But uh, and some sloppy edits here and there. But other than that, like I, I would really like it. And, and since I still have 24 hours to see it again with iTunes, probably gonna make my girlfriend watch it either way because I think it's a good time. <laughs> it's a completely rewatchable movie, man. I'm I'm probably gonna show Madison, and I just I think this is one that's gonna make its rounds, and we may see a sequel. I, I do. I think with oh, the yeah. names of the Quiet Place writers, I think we might see a sequel, and I'm not opposed. I really enjoy the experience. And, or if not that, they're going to get some sort of project on their hands. You know, yes. I mean, Warner yes. Brothers, supposedly Warner Brothers, I think it's Warner Brothers at New Line Cinema. I forget who owns the rights to uh, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the company that James Wan is always working with. But um, they are like, yeah, we want to make a Nightmare on Elm Street movie again. Mm. It's on our to-do list, but they, uh, they just don't have i guess the right pitch or the right director these guys get these guys 
focus. So I don't know. That, I just wanted to bring that up because I'm a horror fanatic and I um I didn't really make a video on it on my channel because once Chris Stuckman reviews something, it's just impossible to get your oh, word out there. But <laughs> no, but he's great. All right, all right. Let's just uh move on now to some of the news topics here. Something that we kind of laughed about a couple episodes ago on the podcast was Jurassic World. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, the director of the first Jurassic World, he announced that there were going to be a short film yeah. premiering on the FX channel. It was going to be about eight minutes long. And yeah, just enjoy people. And we were like, this is so random. This is so weird. Why is this? It's not even promoting the third movie because we don't have a title. We don't have a date. We don't even have a general plot. Yeah. So it's like, what was the purpose of this thing? And I don't care now because I watched that thing in complete amazement. I, I know this might be unfair to say but that whole eight minutes short to me was way better than the whole second movie of jurassic world fallen kingdom <laughs> i enjoyed fallen kingdom for what it was but that short was fantastic and if this is anything as hinting to what the third movie is going to be like i'm going to be there for sure and my hype level just went up for it austin what did you think of the jurassic world battle at big rock short this got me so much more hype than the second movie got me. Now, uh, we have to give a bit of kudos to the second movie for setting us up for what this third yeah. movie could yeah. be. Um, otherwise, I'm completely with you. I didn't like the second movie all that much. But this is what mm -hmm. I want to see from this franchise. A world full of dinosaurs where groups of people are having to hide out and escape. And it really just kind of harkens back to what we loved about the first Jurassic Park film. And that is yeah. the horror aspect, which is what they're leaning into now. And yes. the intensity of these really kind of dark scenes where these characters are petrified. You got good talent yeah. in this short film. Now you transfer that to a long live action movie with probably the characters from the first two movies. And man, this short, I kudos, man. Big applause yeah. to this thing. It, it has ev everything you want in Jurassic uh, World. Or I, I want to say Parker World. I keep. I'm just gonna go with Jurassic Park. <laughs> respect the classics, but yeah. Yeah, it had everything you would want. The music was nicely uh, captivating the atmosphere, and also new. you mentioned the talent, Andre Holland, who you might know from Moonlight. He, he really great job. Right. Too bad he. Who knows if maybe he'll be the main character of the next movie. Maybe that's what they're hitting at. Because you don't just, I don't know, use him as a short. But even along that, there's that shot where the RV gets turned over. If you haven't watched it, check it out on YouTube. It's eight minutes. It's free. Go ahead. But we're just going to go ahead and spoil it here. But that shot with the baby suspended, hanging there, and the T-Rex just, or whatever that was. like People are going to add us with these names of the dinosaurs. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but really that thing just chomping away. Yeah. I was like, I love this. It was bloody. It was suspenseful. Now, I can't believe I just never thought about that. I mean, the title of this series was Jurassic World. And yeah. now coming into the third movie, it's literally the world is filled with these Jurassic creatures. But yeah. you got to admit, if, the, if you heard on the news tomorrow, hey, dinosaurs are everywhere now. Lock your fences. Be careful out there. Is your next instinct going to go to be camping? <laughs> that was uh, th there was like a short line in there that they mentioned they're like how'd they get up here uh, so maybe it was a, a dinosaur safe space for maybe. people who still are diehard campers but i mean if they couldn't even keep a multi-million dollar park closed how are they going to keep a regular area closed off to these things yeah. um i'm really excited to see what will happen especially with colin trevorrow back because when these shorts was i was waiting for it to come on tv they were showing the Jurassic World movie with uh, Chris Pratt and all that. And it's okay. the first one with Colin Trevorrow. Okay. And it is just so vastly different, the tones from that one to the second movie. At least I feel it when I yeah. watch it. And 
And I think Colin Trevorrow is going to really knock it out of the park with this final movie and probably rebalance the franchise. I know we're probably saying too much about this, but I it just got me so hyped. And I'm just wondering, like, all right, when's, what's the title for this next thing? I, Extinction? Do you think? Well, here, we'll end it on this. Do you think the series is possibly heading to like a Planet of the Apes situation where it's just back to these dinosaurs ruling all over the land and us living like cavemen? I hope so. I, I that's especially after seeing what happened at the end of the second one. That's the direction that I wanted them to go in. But once again, this franchise has been so inconsistent. I'm like, eh, you know, they're probably just going to tease that. And then maybe, no, it, it looks like it's full-fledged yeah. planet-o-dinosaurs. And that's what I want to see, man. Now, in terms of Trevorrow, I love him as a director. I don't like him as much as a writer. I think some of his, uh, especially in that first Jurassic World movie, a lot of it was really cheesy. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It, it wasn't without its faults yet. Exactly. It was It was a faulty movie, and this one will probably have its faults as well, but if they capitalize on this, this could be the best Jurassic Park movie since the first one, and that's saying something. So I hope they yeah. go in the Planet of the Apes direction, man, and uh, this short surprised me surprised me yeah yeah that was good but i just don't know why you didn't attach it to some of the marketing because that would have been nice because now it's going to die down and six months from now is when we'll hear about the next jurassic park movie all right then uh moving on from there uh i'm gonna skip because that's now our main topic here so uh we're gonna move on to some ghostbusters talk here austin now (laughs) now uh, i wanted to put this in there hasn't been uh that big of news on my channel i've been you know doing my little updates here and there but because podcast and i think i haven't heard your thoughts about it how do you feel about this new invigorated ghostbusters movie right now titled ghostbusters 2020 do you know much about it i i do well mostly from your videos is what i know about it but <laughs> i i um i'm looking forward to it you know i've not been in the big ghostbusters camp as of late like i love the original but since we got the reboot and we've just been hearing word for so long and i'm just sitting back yeah. going i I don't know if I'm excited for this, but now that we're finally getting some traction and the entire Paul Rudd casting and all of that news, it's it's coming together, and I'm becoming more and more excited. And if they deliver on what I think they can deliver with something fresh with the same cast coming back, I, I think I'm uh, on board for what this sequel is doing now, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, so... I mean, for one thing, the major difference with this Ghostbusters movie that we've learned is that it's a teenage cast. And Mm -hmm. I mean, they're calling them the new team, but I I highly doubt they're going to be putting on jumpsuits and proton packs. But it is Finn Wolfhard, uh, McKenna Grace. Let me see here. The other two that are known names coming up. Someone named uh, Carrie Coon, uh, which is a woman of African-American descent, and Logan Kim, Asian descent. So they're really trying to round out the cast and stuff. Now, these are... Mainly going to revolve around the kids around a summer school. And then they most likely are moving into a barn that belonged to a previous Ghostbusters. This is all speculation from what we've gotten so far. But this family of Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace, who are the siblings in this movie, Mm. they're most likely connected to a previous Ghostbuster. And they're going to find the equipment and stuff is going to be let loose. Now, just hearing about that, though, a teenage cast, you got to be honest, it kind of worries you. It goes like... We just had the all-female thing. Not that that movie was bad because of that, but because of the stigma attached to it, you just walked in with a bad taste in your mouth already. Why don't you think they can't just do the regular thing of, like, get a Channing Tatum, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, and make a Ghostbusters movie again? Why do you think they don't want to do that? Honestly, I just think it's the time that we're living in. It's it's all about diversifying. And, you know, maybe they had something in mind for this a long time ago, and they're like, we're going to go this route. We're going to stick to our guns. 
But today, I, I do think it's a lot of we need to switch things up. We need to diversify. We need yeah. to do, which is fine. I just I want the story to be good. That's that's what I'm most worried about. A lot of these reboots, whether it's a comedic sequel, uh, not a reboot, but a comedic sequel in like a Zoolander two or a Dumb and Dumber two, or bringing <laughs> yeah. back older things from the '80s, the majority of the time doesn't work. That's why I'm really worried about this. But yeah. the other half of my brain says everything is kind of lining up for this to be a fresh modern take. Yes, for a franchise that had a lot of success, but it didn't rely on the time period um, to allow it to flourish. And it is an idea that I think can carry over into 2019. Fresh, new, get kids on board. And this could be a franchise that could sustain a new audience. Maybe kids who haven't even watched the old Ghostbusters yeah. movies. And, of course, capitalizing on the Stranger Things and the It. You know, you have the kids, great, uh, coming-of-age story, all of this. So... If you're looking at it from that perspective, uh, which I'm trying my best to do right now, I'm getting more and more on board. Yeah. I'm still not 100% there, but I'm like, this could work if they do it right. Yeah, I like to remain optimistic with stuff. I don't like to just trash it right away. But I mean, even as a Ghostbusters fan, that worried me. I was like, really, just a teenage cast? Mm -hmm. And there are hints that we are going to get the original Ghostbusters in it. But even if they're in it, it's going to be an extended cameo, per se. It's not mm -hmm. going to be a huge part. It is going to be a passing of the torch. The only saving grace that's like... This is the only reason I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt is the director uh, and writer, Jason Reitman. Yes. And yes. Uh, if he's not familiar to you, he wrote, he's worked on movies like Juno. Thank you for smoking. Yeah. Uh, most recently, Tully. These are all movies that always end up for Oscar contention, are, are always um, praised for their writing yes. and characters, which is stuff like you were mentioning is what we need in the Ghostbusters franchise. So I'm really excited for that to go down. I just really wanted to know what you thought about it. Also, Paul Rudd's in it. You can't go wrong yes. with some Paul Rudd in your movie. Love Paul uh, Rudd. Very happy about that. All right, uh, moving on to the next topic here. That um, It's kind of something we've known for a while, but uh, if you might know a man by the name of Kevin Smith, who's popular in the fan community. I'm a big fan of his. Can't Me wait too. for Jay and Silent Bob yeah. uh, reboot. But... Uh, so he kind of confirmed what we were all hearing is that the Batman movie was going to be based off the comic book, the long Halloween. Is that the correct title of it? Yeah. Long Halloween. So. Yes. So if you don't know that series or that issue of Batman dealt with him, like what we were talking about is solving a murder and he would have to go through that night after his rogues gallery he's just going knocking down the list okay was it two-faced nope okay was it the riddler no okay was it this person was it that mm -hmm. person and i mean if he's heard it which he's usually been bang on the buck because he's well into the dc atmosphere he's got good connections there it's pretty much going to happen what do you think about this austin finally getting a, a, a true detail of what it's going to be i it just what I've been wanting to see from Batman for so long is the detective aspect of the character, yeah. which you, for a long time, that's what Batman was, and the Tim Burton movies yeah. come out, and they utilize that a bit, but they start to shift him into a different direction. And the Dark Knights, uh, as much as I love those movies, they didn't really hit on the fact that he is a detective. Now, with this film, you combine Robert Pattinson, who I think is yes. perfect for what they're going for here, and Matt Reeves, a director that... You know, I think can handle different genres, but he always has this one sensibility about him that I love, the darkness, the 
intensity of his films works super well. And the fact yes. that you're mixing that with this storyline, it's a, it's a mystery and you're going through each crime boss. And I know we talked about this a little bit, just having each individual mob for each crime boss. I'm sitting back going, <laughs> this could be the Batman that I've been waiting on for a long time. And dude, I am like nerding out right yeah. now about this. I, mean, I am too. But not only that, as a horror fan, like I was letting you guys know that I am, this could be the first Batman movie that takes place on Halloween. I mean, everyone Ooh, is kind of yes. ducking over this detail. The Ooh, title yeah. of the, the series is called The Long Halloween. So yeah. this movie literally will be a Batman Halloween movie. I mean, when I look back at the previous ones, all of them, not all of them, I mean, a good chunk of them have had an atmosphere around Christmas time. You picture Batman in the snow, in the cold time, seeing his breath in the air and stuff like that. Yeah. It was never really per se Christmas Christmas, but... I never even thought about that. A Batman movie in a holiday, the long Halloween. Uh, looking at some of the details here, because I'm not going to pretend like I've read this, the book and I'm like, well, and they do this, Austin. So they better do it. I'm not going to pretend I haven't read I'm definitely going to check it out now if this is what the movie is going to be based off because I want to see how they adapt it. But seeing just the, the fan Wikipedia page about it. So they mention in this series, they do an origin for Two-Face. Mm. And there has been some rumblings of a possible Two-Face casting. They might even do a bit of ethnicity swap that it might be some someone of African-American descent, which yeah. doesn't matter. We've already had that in the Tim Burton movie, technically, even though Love he didn't it. go full Two-Face. Yeah. Um, they also mention in this series, we get villains like Poison Ivy, the Riddler, Scarecrow, Mad Hatter. They were all hired by Falcone, which mm. if you're a Batman fan, you're familiar with that name, a mob boss. So I, I really like it to me now, because they're not going to do this exact thing. They're going to take the skeletons of this book and then do something with it. It's all going to be depending on who got murdered, why they got murdered, and yeah. why is Batman so hell-bent on this? Because I think if it's just, or maybe the opposite some people will feel, but I, feel, I think if it's just a random civilian who got murdered and Batman is just obsessed with that, I don't know if I'd be that attached to it. I don't know if it's someone maybe in his family group, or heck, they talk about possibly Robin being rumored for this. What if the murder is Robin's parents? Oh, man. And, I mean, we know what they've done. Two-Face is the killer before, but they can switch that up. And, I mean, then Batman would be obsessed with this case because then it would be civilians, but it would be a mirroring effect of what happened to Dick Grayson to what happened to Bruce Wayne when he was a kid. So he's obsessed with it. He's like, I need to know who killed these, these parents because, they, you know, I was them. I would like it even more if it was Robin. I, I would like it even more if... Because you know the Red Hood storyline, Robin gets killed oh, by the Joker, yeah. but you could always, man, you don't have to go directly off of the comics. You can switch it up, yeah. combine both switch of these storylines and say, someone killed Dick Grayson, I have to find out who it is, because, dude, that? You talk about motivation for Batman? <laughs> you talk yeah. about a perfect, like, dark Halloween-esque storyline, and I, I heard this, it was a while ago. Do we have a release date? Because I actually heard way before this news that it was coming out in october this was a long time ago it was a rumor i actually did hear that yeah because and it makes sense because with the joker now coming out in october they're going to start utilizing that release date so that makes a lot of sense a halloween movie in october yeah you're right uh from pulling it up real quick, it says June of 2021, but okay. I, I remember them also mentioning a, an October release date, Me but too. Who, who knows? I mean, it's also Batman, though. They're, they're going to go with summer on it, but then again, you know, if they release it in summer, by the time Halloween rolls around, your DVD comes out, and that's going to generate buzz and stuff. So. I, do, I do think Joker's a big... If Joker does ridiculously well with its release date, 
I do think that'll open up the door for more superhero movies coming out around this time because we saw it. Yeah. I can't remember which. Maybe it was Thor 2 uh, when it dropped in November. We saw Marvel like, oh, November is a good release date. So we're going to start releasing more movies in November. Then you got Ragnarok and now you got uh, Eternals. So maybe if October does well, they might start, maybe not Batman, but they may start playing around with that October release date a bit more because it's a really good window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. Well, that's cool. We're really excited to see the Batman. I mean, we're just trying to eat these breadcrumbs because, like you just saw with the release date, the movie is a long ways away. I mean, we still got so much to find out, but any little details we get on it makes me excited. So, the next thing here that we're going to talk about, kind of old, but I mean, still cool. James Gunn took to his Twitter and he released the cast for the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. And. Oh, I am pumped for this thing. I don't. I the only reason I think I am pumped is because of James Gunn's attachment. I mean, he's a man who's proven that if you give him an ensemble of comic book characters, he'll make it work. He'll make it fun. He'll make mm-hmm. it entertaining. And Suicide Squad, <laughs> Suicide Squad is perfect for that. And tagging it with "Don't get attached" and seeing how big the cast is. Oh man, so many deaths, so <laughs> so many necks exploding in this movie. I can't wait to see. But uh, I'm not gonna go ahead and list off every single actor in here because it is long. I'll just ask that uh, we'll put a picture up so you guys can see it, even with the faces attached. I was also thinking along with this because some of these faces are familiar, Austin. We've seen them in the last Suicide Squad movie, and Warner Brothers is kind of iffy on this is a reboot slash sequel. Yeah. It's that and. They're still essentially calling it Suicide Squad. So it's got the exact same title. We don't have a tagline they could possibly add to it. I don't know. Suicide Squad in the Long Journey. Something like Mm -hmm. that. But it got me thinking. What if the the opening of the movie, kind of like with G.I. Joe and uh, the second G.I. Joe and all these other ones. What Mm. if the opening of the movie is the previous cast members that aren't returning like your Will Smiths or your Katana all those got suicided, squatted, whatever you want to call it, yeah. from the last mission. And the ones who did survive are continuing on to the next mission in this movie. I think that'd be great. Who knows if Will Smith would be willing to do a five-minute cameo. Or yeah. they could just not even show their face and do like a Shazam thing at the end where Superman shows up where you just show the body explode. Yeah. I, I love What do you think idea. of something like that? I think that's perfect. I, I don't think they would do it for Deadshot just because I, I think they're kind of, maybe that's one of the reasons why they, because originally Idris Elba was supposed to play Deadshot. That yeah, was supposedly. almost confirmed. Um, but yeah. then maybe Will Smith comes back. He's like, hey guys, give me, give me like three years. I'm a little busy right now. But if you do a <laughs> sequel, then I can come back. So I don't think they're going to be doing that with Deadshot, but a killer croc, you know, these random yeah. characters here and there. And heck, they could, they could even do that with, like, a Captain Boomerang. And I know he was part of the cast that was announced, but, dude, they could swerve us big time. Um, I watched yeah. an interview with Jai Courtney the other day, and they were asking him, and he just he kept laughing the entire time while they, while they were asking him the questions. <laughs> so I'm like, is he is, is he hiding something? He's not like, in it for long, man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do with this cast. Some names that stand out, man, like a John Cena, Taika Waititi. Yes. I mean, he's just got so many people, and... A polka dot man, uh, Machin uh, or whatever his name is. So, uh, yeah, man, really cool cast, cool characters. But like you said, they're not going to be lasting long because a lot of them are going to no, die. Yeah, like, <laughs> like some faces I'm looking at here, not only the ones you don't recognize, but like a Pete Davidson who is famous, but I don't think you want him around carrying your yeah. franchises. Yeah. But, so he's a goner, he's I believe. So 
other than that, though, I, I do find it hard. Like, it, it all depends what they're going on. Because you would think, oh, the goofier the character they play, like a polka dot man, the more yeah. likely they'll die. But I don't know, man. Because mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, like a boomerang uh, man is sort of, you know, goofy and dumb. Yeah. But it's kind of fun to have him there. You yeah. need your polka dot man. You need <laughs> yeah. the guy whose ability was ropes who died in the last Suicide oh. Squad movie. I don't know. Stuff like that. But Margot Robbie's coming back. That makes me happy. But very obvious no joker no joker this time around which could lead to two things now one outside of the movie world i don't know if you know james gunn and jared leto aren't the best of friends they have a history they do not like each other i mean not to bring up any old tweets and stuff like that but james gunn has tweeted that he thinks jared leto's a pedophile so uh it's just it's just things that you like i don't think they'd work together but since we know they recasted you're Batman. We're thinking they're going to recast as Superman. You're going to recast your Joker, I believe. I as much so as too. I like Jared Leto's, yeah. I just don't think the DC Universe looks anything like that old Suicide Squad movie. You know, that looked like DC if you walked into a tattoo parlor, you know? I don't think they're going for that look anymore. I don't either. So, could possibly one of these characters be the new Joker? and, and that Because James Gunn did say, I'm not telling you who's who for yeah. a long time. So for all we know, we could be staring at the Joker right now, and we don't even realize it. I would like it to be not, well, maybe a no-name. I would be okay with that. I'm I'm okay yeah. with you getting somebody completely random that can kind of chameleon himself into this role and uh, and turn into a more, I, I want to say, comic booky Joker, because we have Joaquin Phoenix and what he's doing yeah. with the realism and the intensity and just that kind of movie we need to separate ourselves a little bit because i don't think joaquin's going to come into this version of the batman um so maybe something more like mark hamill's joker from batman the animated series and i think one of these i've not looked at the list but i do think one (laughs) of these no names could kind of just fade into that and become this character so i love that call man i would like to see the joker (laughs) before i go throw it back to you just the whole slipknot thing from the last suicide squad movie my favorite line (laughs) from that movie is is they give all of these characters these grand introductions and all of these music videos and then they're like and this is slipknot and he's like sup and then he dies like it's just the funniest (laughs) like you knew immediately that guy was dead i just wanted to bring that up because yeah i like david ayer as a director i just think even just because you're a good director doesn't mean you direct a good comic book movie and yeah I kind of feel bad for this guy because he did his best and now James Gunn is going to wipe the floor (laughs) and it's always going to be, you know, every review is going to be, I like the last Suicide Squad, but this was just, this one just did it for me. Yeah, this one's, uh, this is going to be, it's going to be bad for David Ayer. And I, once again, I don't blame him because, you know, I think a lot of studio interference too with that last movie, but poor guy, it's, this is going to be a lot better. I just know it because I I still look forward to whatever he does though. Um, Me too. Before moving on, though, there was one last thing that I'm connecting invisible dots here. Now, since I am a Kevin Smith fan, and we talked about that in the last uh, topic right here with the long Halloween. Yeah. In that same podcast where they pulled his his line saying, oh, Kevin Smith confirms long Halloween. They were, you know, trying to fan cast who these characters were. And they got down to the topic of Nathan Fillion and someone suggested Green Lantern. And then Kevin Mm -hmm. Smith just quietly says his words and no one's talking about it he's like if he's green lantern that would go with what i'm hearing so in the last suicide squad movie we had the appearance of the flash and batman yeah 
if they continue that trend of having heroes show up in the movie, whether in flashback form or it's to stop the Suicide Squad and whatever they're doing, could Suicide Squad be introducing the Green Lantern? And it's probably what Kevin Smith was hinting towards that, like, I heard they're going to put the Green Lantern in the movie, but I wasn't sure. Because I'll, I'll send you a clip so you can put it in the pod. But he says it. He goes, Green Lantern. Uh, that goes with what I'm hearing. Oh. Uh, so what do you think about that? Because uh, well, they're hesitant to bring Green Lantern in. I even said it in my video that I made when, when the news broke. I said Fillion's been rumored for a long time to be a part of this DC universe, referring to the Green Lantern. Uh, but it's nice to see him joining the universe. Well, if he's joining as the Green Lantern, I mean, I would be so happy because... You know, he's a little older now, and Hal Jordan, he may have to get back yeah. into shape and whatnot, but uh, establishing Hal Jordan as the guy who's been doing it for a while, maybe in the cosmic realm, they can yes. also start to introduce more members of what the Green Lantern... I mean, you've got multiple. You've got Kyle Rayner, you've yeah. got Jon Stewart, you got a lot of Green Lanterns yeah. to deal with, so he could be the guy who's been doing it for a long time, dude. If that's the case, count me in. Nathan Fillion, man, and it, what a great actor. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to bring Hal Jordan in is as an older, gruffer one who's done this for a while because yes. you know they're going to want to bring in Jon Stewart for the diversity and all for these sure. multiple Green Lanterns. So, I mean, that that just sounds best. People look at Nathan Fillion and go, he's a little too old to be Green Lantern. It's like, no, he's not. If they're going to make Jon Stewart the possible main Green Lantern and he's sort of the mentor passing the shorts, yeah. showing the ropes, working in space. I don't know. That, I'm reading too much into that, but that no. line caught me. I was like, Kevin Smith heard about Green Lantern and Suicide Squad? I don't think you're reading okay. too much into it at all. I, and I look at, a you know, Ryan Reynolds, who was fine in the movie, but he wasn't Hal Jordan. He Nathan yeah. Fillion is Hal Jordan. Like, that is Hal Jordan, dude, his personality, the way that he goes about himself. So you talk about perfect casting, maybe a little bit too late, but still, perfect casting, yeah. I would love that. I'd, I'd love that. Come on. Alrighty then. Uh, one topic here that we're moving on to. Probably no one cares about this except for myself. <laughs> I am an avid Funko Pop collector. Okay, okay? Uh, you can't see because uh, Austin has cut off here, but here I got a little Superman there. <laughs> I have hundreds of these things, and they, they even have an app where you can check your collection and how much you have. Oh, Checking the cool. app, it says my collection, Austin, oh. worth four thousand dollars. Okay, <laughs> which means I've probably spent ten thousand on it. Talk if I mean us. No, th these things are addicting, but they, they get expensive. Anyways, Funko and Warner Brothers are coming together, and they're actively developing a 3D animated Funko movie. Yeah. Now, automatically people are going to go, why? Who cares? Yeah. Who needs this? But, I mean, we say that with the movies like the Lego, Lego movie. Where, yeah. yeah, and that movie, I mean, people got mad when it didn't get nominated for an Oscar. So... I <laughs> so I believe this could be a real thing. It all depends on who you get behind it. Now we heard about this before. It's not uh, that big a news. It was just confirmed today. Like no, it's an active development. They're definitely making this. Someone on Twitter who happens to break a lot of scoops every now and then, Daniel Richmond, uh, he tweeted about this in January, and he said he he knows who the main characters are, and it's an odd bunch, Austin. So I'm gonna read them off to you, and you tell me what you think of this being the main cast of the Funko movie. It's oh. gonna be. Darth Vader, <laughs> Deadpool, Hellboy, Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, what? a Care Bear, <laughs> My Little Pony, and Hello Kitty. That is going to be the odd bunch that is going to be leading this Funko Pop movie. <laughs> what do you think about that? I, I don't mind it because you think Funko Pops, you think, well, literally every category, genre, movie, I mean, yep. and combining all of these different elements together, and I... 
I'm not gonna lie. When I heard this, I was like, eh, okay. But yeah, you're fine, then you man. start to think. I of, still am myself. Yeah, but then you start to think of the Lego Movie, and it's like, even though I'm rolling my eyes, uh, there, there's a good chance this could pay off, man. Warner Brothers Animation—they've yeah. delivered some pretty good movies in the past, and Legos, Legos waning a little bit. They don't know if it's going to be successful as the first movie was, yeah. so they need something new, and this could be new because Funko Pops. I, I, I want to get one so bad, but I know once I do it, don't. I will have to buy more don't. because that's my. Per- <laughs> I have an addictive was... personality, Chris, and my wife well, would kill me because we're we're having yeah. issues with our vehicle, so we need money for that. Um, but dude, <laughs> yeah. I I love no. those things so much. Every time I walk I... by them, I'm like. Ee! <laughs> I hated Funko Pops before I started collecting them. I I thought they were dumb, stupid. I looked at idiots who collected them. I think like, everyone does though pitiful, before they buy one. You pit, yeah, you pitiful fools. It's like you waste your money on this. But <laughs> I, if you're that person, I guarantee you, you look at the list of Funkos they have, you will find at least one that you look at and go, "All right, I want to buy that yep. one." But just that one. And that's how it starts, man. Because my first Funko was this Robin one. <laughs> and it was this one was also the reason why I didn't want to collect. Because the paint was off. Okay. The body didn't look that cool. It was like, all right. But years later, they add so much detail to these things. Yeah, they have man. all this stuff. It's like, all right, I cannot do it. So I'm excited for it. But Funko is trying to take over the world, Austin. Because being in this community... They release them every other day to where yeah. my wallet hurts. And not even that. They have backpacks. They have clothes. They have socks. And just recently, not that my girlfriend wants this, even though we collect them together, they came out with their own makeup line. And now they're trying to release a movie? Funko is just is just trying to come after us all. Uh, uh, yeah. A make? Okay, well, yeah, let's let's keep that away from uh, my wife as well, because she <laughs> she sees that. She's going to be like, well, maybe we can start buying Funko Pops. Like, no, <laughs> you don't get that. I don't get yeah. mine. That's the way it works. It's gonna... <laughs> so I'm, in, I'm interested to hear about it. I want to know how all these characters will interact. But I mean, yeah. just the first two, Darth Vader, Deadpool. Heck yeah, I want to see those guys interact. Perfect. It's just a matter of what the story will be and hope it's not a huge copy of like the Lego movie because they did a good job yeah. of describing why there were so many different worlds all together. It was yeah. somebody, a collector's basement. I mean, this could sort of be the same thing, a collector's basement who collects everything and the journey they have. But I'm, I'm sure they'll do something different. So that's coming, guys, if you're excited for it. Yeah. Uh, last topic we're going to talk about here uh, before we move on to other stuff is uh, the, the movie Jojo Rabbit with Taika Waititi. Now... This movie, I luckily got to see it. I have a review on my channel if you guys want to hear my thoughts. I really enjoyed it. High recommend. I think you're going to love it when you see it, Austin. Yeah. But because it has Taika Waititi playing Hitler and there's some Nazi stuff in it, even though it's a clear parody, it's a clear satire, yeah. people get offended, people get mad. So there's been mixed reactions to the movie, even though I think if you watched it, you'd go, what What are people talking about? Yeah. It ended up winning the People's Choice Awards at the TIFF Toronto Film Festival. So what do you think about that, Austin? I love it. I, I love that this is being... Because I love Taika. I love him as a director. Yes. And I wanted this to be received on the lever, level of where it could be nominated for an Oscar. Because that's what I want for that guy. Just because I love him so much. Um, I think this is great, man. How often do we see a parody-style film centered around comedy that is centered around something so divisive, uh, to be on an Oscar level. How often do we see that? The guy is continuing to do things with, you know, 
Hunt for the Wilder People, What We Do in the Shadows, r- revolutionizing stuff. Thor, man. I mean, the guy's such a great director, so I'm so happy to see this. And I think Jojo Rabbit, uh, and I know I, I watched your review, and it just got me even more excited. I'm like, I want to see this yeah. movie today. It's one of my top five mo- most anticipated for the rest of the year, so I can't wait to see it, um, and I yeah, hope it's man. as good as I think it's going to be. I I really don't understand it. I, I could understand if you didn't like it, just not even offensive-wise, just because... I found myself even when watching it, there were some slow moments. Some things didn't completely yeah. flow together. At the end, I still think it was a great movie, well-deserved. So if someone didn't like it for those technical, just filmmaking, storytelling reasons, I'm like, okay, then I'll do respect. But if you're coming out going, I hate Nazis. Why would they make a yeah. movie about this? You were not paying attention because I'm not going to spoil anything, Austin, here. But I'll just give you a quick runaround here. Okay. The of something that it's like, I, I don't see how you got offended. The little boy Jojo, you know, he's being raised as a, as a Nazi. And he's told things like Jews have laser beams and shark teeth and stuff like that. Like, it's that level of parody so that, you funny, know, you would, th- that you're like, how did you get offended? Like, they're yeah. obviously joking. No one really believes Jews have laser beam <laughs> vision, you know. It was just stuff like that, that it was like. If you're really getting offended by this, but I mean, it, it also goes to show the previous winners of the People's Choice have gone in to do great things in the Oscars. I mean, you have Green Book, La La Land, previous winners. So I'm hoping it can mean something good for Taika Waititi because yeah. I want to see nothing but people I like succeed. But with the divisiveness of the subject matter and people just getting offended in this time around, and especially the Oscars with what they deal with, with the Kevin Hart situation... I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of sweep this one under the rug and go, we don't want that noise right now with the Oscars. We're just trying to get viewership up. I'm worried about that for both this movie and for the Joker because the negative reviews that I've, and I've not read the actual reviews. I've just looked at the little summaries on Rotten Tomatoes just to kind of gauge people's Mm -hmm. what they're saying. And, uh, oh man, some of those summaries, it's like, we don't need a movie like this right now. What's happening in this film is completely ridiculous. And I'm just sitting there going, but it's, Joker. I mean, but what else yeah. would you do? And obviously, they're, they're just judging the movie based upon how they feel about the impact. of. And not to offend anyone who believes in that, but I just, I think you should judge a movie as a movie. You should separate everything yeah. else. Judge art for art and the impact that it has art on you personally, art. sure. But if you're bringing in politics, then that's not fair to the filmmakers and the people involved. And I just, I, I don't, I don't like it when academy award level movies get get treated like that therefore they don't get nominated for academy awards and then the ones that cater for those people to those people that maybe aren't of the best quality they're they're the ones that end up getting nominated and it's just to me it's completely ridiculous i love watching the oscars just because i love competition and i love rooting for things to win but then i sit back and i look at it i'm like this is all just politics i mean that's all it is that's all it is which is ridiculous yeah, I-, I went on a tangent i need to stop talking but yeah that's how i feel about <laughs> no that. you're fine Austin. you're fine i like these tangents i get tired of hearing myself talk so that's good <laughs> but yeah that, it's just i hope taika gets what he deserves and even if he's not going to get it from the oscars other uh okay award ceremonies like even the golden globes or other uh directors they're gonna go ahead and praise him and just hope the oscars does the right thing all right then but very happy for you taika moving on to now our topic for this video kind of been slow or not but you made a good suggestion austin that we go ahead and talk about the rumored marvel projects in the works because it really does feel like 
every other day we hear about a new one coming up and some of these are rumors some of these are confirmed it's just kind of hard to gauge so we're just going to go ahead and run down the list of the stuff that we're hearing before getting into that though a rumored about an already confirmed movie the black yeah. widow movie super excited to see Me it i want to see how that story unfolds yes something that got a little people kind of riled up which under good standards i understand why they're saying that in the black widow movie Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark makes an appearance. Okay. And even myself reading that without the context, without the information, I went, why? Yeah. Because when you kill off a character in the most elegant and respectful way that you did in an endgame, spoilers, <laughs> you just don't bring him back willy-nilly for here and there. I mean, even for Spider-Man Far From Home, they knew not to bring him back, yes. but they still managed to bring that zombie iron man that represented him just fine love that so i was upset like you you're probably upset as well yeah but then we get more word that it's not him really coming back mm -hmm. it's deleted footage from civil war that they're just going to incorporate into this movie how do you feel about it now with that information so much better i you know and like you said you hear it and you're just like oh crap and then you think about it and it's like well i mean if it takes place af after civil war but i don't want it to be something that takes all of the people, we're here for Black Widow, right? We're not here for all of these other side players. So I don't want the attention to be taken away. I think that's perfect, man, because where you leave off with Civil War, yeah. I think it's kind of integral to at least maybe have a line of dialogue or, or a conversation between those two characters. And the fact that they're using old footage and not actually bringing back uh, Robert yeah. Downey Jr., it works really well because it's like, all right, dude, just go take a breather, rest, sleep for like three days because you need it, you deserve it. Um, but I'm I'm actually okay with this news. I, I think Tony Stark coming back just one more time in the past, obviously, but just to see his yeah. face, I'm going to be like, oh, I miss him already, you know. <laughs> and I think it's obvious then if this flashback is a deleted scene from Civil War, I think it's pretty clear this will probably be the opening of the movie. I think the yeah. movie will open with so. this. And it's also very smart because it lays down the timeline for us, for those fans who aren't as into it as us that know where every movie yeah. falls because we read the the articles online. Yeah. They go, oh, Tony's still alive. Oh, he's just talked about the war with Captain America. So this is after Civil War. It makes complete sense yes. now. And probably when, you know, because I always think about this in terms of how am I going to show it to my future kid like, am I going to show them in the order these movies came out in? Yeah. Or am I going to do the chronological thing like Marvel would like? And, you know, it, it leaves that nice happy space so you can fit in these pieces of the puzzle. And it is just that relief because if it was Robert Downey Jr. coming back and them using him willy-nilly like that, I just, it would have diminished his death and I just would not mm -hmm. have been as happy. But that is going to be nice. It's be cool to see. And I know it's going to get a lot of people tearing up that, oh, look at Tony. And I, they probably are going to sort of switch up the dialogue. Who knows how even RDJ gets paid for that, for a deleted scene, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. Does he get any kind of incentive off of this? I'd be interested, probably, because they like paying him money, but I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. All right. But all right, moving on from there now to actual rumored movies and TV shows coming mm -hmm. up. One that we just got most recently that I think would be fantastic, uh, kind of a pun intended, was The Silver Surfer is possibly getting a movie, as reported here. Uh, let me read here what it said from The Hollywood Reporter. A Silver Surfer is one that I wanted... Uh, sorry, this is from Adam McKay. He was talking to The Hollywood Reporter. Silver Surfer is one I want to do, man. I would do anything to do Silver Surfer because visually you could do what the what Wachowskis did with Speed Racer. 
So, thinking about that and with some comments, even though Adam McKay's not attached, he's just previously stated, you know, he would want to do that. We hear nothing but Marvel and Kevin Feige say the future of Marvel is space, is the galaxy. Mm. And who else than the man who literally surfs the entire galaxy <laughs> than the Silver Surfer? So if this happens to be true, would you be excited for it? Oh, my hype level is insane right now. I love the Silver Surfer. And, and like you said, Marvel, they're going cosmic. And we want to... We wanna continue to head in that direction but head in that direction with characters that i think people at least have a little bit of an idea of to start out and i know we have the eternals mm -hmm. and they'll learn about the eternals but the marquee guy for me is going to be the silver surfer uh, galactus which like you said leads into a fantastic four man i love the silver surfer um and if he gets his own movie some people are going to question it but i think it's exciting i think it's exciting too and it also leads a segue in if they're not ready to do the Fantastic Four. I mean, the Silver Surfer is kind of synonymous with being attached to them. It could work vice versa. Silver Surfer meeting the Fantastic Four or the Fantastic Four leading to a Silver Surfer movie. Yes. Uh, I mean, not even just that, but it also leaves the door attached for Galactus to show up because his comic book origin, he's basically a slave to Galactus. As, as this guy who runs around and protecting his planet. He has a real cool storyline. I just... Mm. Uh, I think about what could happen. And, and and that was so 90s, a surfer. You know, <laughs> it, they wouldn't really call him a surfer now. I don't know what they would... Silver, just that's too basic. But I would really want to see that. And he could possibly be an end credit for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, I mean, so that could be... A close off or something i mean i don't know what else or possibly an encounter with nova because they're working on something like that yeah that's another rumor project right there we can segue into nova is another thing that we've been hearing about now there's a lot of renditions of the nova character there's an adult version mm -hmm. uh, from the nova core that we've seen in guardians of the galaxy john c Riley. he might remember him as a guy who said what a bunch of assholes yeah. stuff like that um but other than that, there is a teenage Nova. And with them possibly working on a young Avenger, do you think they could go with the teenage Nova or the adult Nova? I don't know. I mean, either way, I think they're going to go off of what happened with Thanos because Thanos destroyed Xandar, and that's where the Nova yes. Corps is. And a, a broken-down survivor, um, maybe the only survivor of that entire yeah. group of people, would be awesome going out and getting revenge. So, man, that that's kind of the route I want them to go down. Whether it is teenager or adult, probably would rather see adult, but if they're working on Young Avengers, you know, you got the new Hawkeye coming in, you got the new Black Widow, and now you got the the younger Nova. So, yeah, I'd be up for seeing that with uh, with maybe maybe a more marquee name for Nova. I know I like the no-name okay. sometimes, but somebody that's a bit bigger for Nova, I, I would like to see that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because they technically already did the origin of Nova secretly in Infinity War, or it was it Endgame with that line that yes. he already attacked Nova, everything's destroyed, and you're like, someone just had their origin story. Yes. But then it leads you to believe, like, where was he? Because they do a time jump in uh, Endgame, uh -huh. and you would think someone who wants revenge of the person who destroyed his planet would just be searching and searching and searching for this man, so... Who knows where he's at or what he does and how they incorporate that if they make this Nova movie. You're going to see Thanos, uh, again, kind of like we were talking with Tony Stark earlier. Yeah. He would have to make some sort of small appearance in flashback form as to how Nova was uh, destroyed uh, for that uh, origin to work. 
they did they did something similar with Black Panther and Age of Ultron where they just you know kind of mentioned Wakanda and and brought up you know the idea that it exists and even back I think it was yeah. Iron Man two there was a map and yeah. it had Wakanda on the radar like they're dropping seeds like this and there's no way that that little line of dialogue is not going to come back to play later on because yeah. Nova is Always too. Something. Dude, he's too awesome. And I'm using the word awesome. He's too awesome <laughs> of a character to not include he really in future is. movies. So heck yeah, bring it yeah. on. Moving on from there to something that is a confirmed movie, Black Panther 2. But yeah. big rumor going around about it is that Namor, who is basically Marvel's version of Aquaman, <laughs> could possibly be the villain for the second movie. Now that's it's kind of interesting because Namor, essentially, if you bring him in, you would want him to be a hero. I mean, I... But if it's a dispute over land or Namor going, you aren't doing things right up here. It's time for my people to take over. Yes. What do you think about Namor possibly joining in? Do you think they will do it? Do you think there's any uh, credibility to the rumors? Or do you think it's just hopeful wishing? You have to bring Namor in eventually, right? And I know it's difficult because you just had Aquaman. And people are going to be like, oh, well, Marvel's just copying Aquaman. But, you know, <laughs> you had Marvel doing Thanos. And DC's probably going to bring in Darkseid. Listen, I yeah. I think, and I saw some artwork from Boss Logic Um it was like, and I think it <laughs> said guy. Battle of the Two Kings, and it was yes. a Namor Black Panther poster. Did you see that, dude? I saw that. that oh, awesome. man. If that's the route they're going with Black Panther 2, then sign me up, because Namor is such a cool character, and his dynamic with these um, gods and kings in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I mean, that could just change everything. So, yeah, sign me up. I think that would be and awesome. And yeah, and you talk about uh, the Marvel trying to copy DC Aquaman. It's not even like that, but you can't think that Kevin Feige did not see the box office numbers for Aquaman making a billion dollars and going, we have an Aquaman. Yes, we do. Yes. Let me start to work on that. I mean, it, it, that's just business. If something's working, something's trending, you have your own version. Why not pull that out? Yeah. So. This would be a great way for Namor to come in. And I mean, in the comic books, he's also the first mutant. So that's another tie-in yeah. to other things. Okay. So who knows uh, what they could do with that. Moving on to some other rumored stuff. So, so far, we have the Tony Stark thing. We kind of believe that's going to happen with Black Widow. Yeah. The Silver Surfer movie, I'd like to believe it, but I'm not a, I don't think it's uh, happening as of yet. It's probably yeah. on the table, but I just I don't see it happening, at least not until Fantastic Four. That's yes. my opinion. You, Austin, on that one? No, yeah, and, and the fact that it was reported by geeks worldwide, and I'm not saying they're not credible, yeah. but, you know, you got to give me a, a deadline stuff, right? or something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then next uh, over here, we were just talking about, what was it? My mind already slipped. Oh, Nova. Nova. Uh, possible Nova movie. I think that is going to happen. Me too. But I think it's going to be a long time till we see that. You yes. too? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then now we're, uh, well, uh, Namor. You think he is going to be the villain or you think that's just pure rumors? Even if not Black Panther, I, I think we're going to see him. I, within the next 10 years, I think we're going to see Namor, and I think he's going to be a I believe it, too. That's just, that just sounds too good right there, the two kings battling. That's just perfect marketing. Yeah. How, how would you not? That's oh. perfect marketing. Atlantis and Wakanda, as different as they are, in the same way, they're similar, and you want to see those people. Me, I mean, Earth is getting packed. You have Asgardians, <laughs> Wakandians, and now yeah. Atlanteans. <laughs> Seriously. My God, man. Beautiful babies in 100 years. But... Uh, <laughs> 
from there. Now, along with that, they're talking about Doctor Doom. And if you're a big comic book fan, you know Doctor Doom has a lot of potential mm-hmm. to grow and be this menacing thing. People think of Doctor Doom as scary as a Thanos. Yeah. And that might seem odd to you if your only introduction to Doctor Doom is the Fantastic Four movies. You're like, really? Him? He's supposed to be as big as a global threat as Thanos? Yeah. He is in the comic book, so people fear him. He's become a big phenomenon. So Marvel's always kind of searching for this next big event, okay? We don't know what it'll be where everyone has to come together again to fight something. Yeah. Doctor Doom could be the lead-up to that because there's been rumors that he's going to get his own movie. And I'm not a big fan of these standalone villain movies, and I don't think Marvel is in the business of doing that. Yeah. Sony is, Warner Brothers is. I don't see Marvel doing it. But I do believe Doctor Doom is in the works. So what do you think about this, Austin? Well, the guy who, uh, this was a while ago, about two years ago, but the guy who directed Legion on FX is working on a Doctor Doom script. And whether they're going to take that and kind of form-fit it into the MCU or just, you know, give him his own just saga of events because we're talking Galactus and I think Galactus would be, but if they want to bring it a bit more small scale from what Thanos was and focus in on what's happening on Earth. And I know they're going cosmic, and maybe there's a cosmic yeah. battle, but maybe there's also, you know, you got your Black Panther, you got your Fantastic yeah. Four, you got your Namor. Maybe those guys can battle. be busy with the Doctor Doom. And I would be up for yeah. that, man, because we've heard multiple Avengers teams, so there's going to be people everywhere. Yeah. And this is a villain. If you look at what he means to the comic books, we have never seen anything like this right. on the big screen before. I mean, he is just an mm-hmm. ongoing force of nature. And everyone, like you said, everyone is afraid of him. And imagine him teaming up with like a Magneto in like 15 years when they oh, bring in the X-Men. Just, yes. oh my, I got chills, dude. As a comic book fan, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, bring on Doctor Doom every day of the week. Yeah, so I do think for sure he's coming and they probably have big plans for him. But yeah. as far as him getting his own movie, I'm going to say no on that. You? Man, I, I don't know. I it's according because I don't think it's going to happen. But if Joker goes as well as I think DC's thinking it's going to go, I, I think Marvel would do that eventually. I think Marvel would have their own standalone villain movie. Um, and what better character to start with than Doctor Doom? So I'm going to say maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. And one of the last ones here that there is rumored to be happening. Now, the funny thing is they don't. The rumor is we don't know if there's going to be a movie okay. or a show right. on Disney Plus. Young Avengers. They're obviously been hinting at these little seeds of Young Avengers. I mean, you have Hank Pym's, uh, not Hank Pym, Scott Lang's daughter, yeah. who has grown up now. That's one right there. Yeah. They, You have Tony Stark's daughter now. And you have Miss Marvel, who's going to get her own TV show. Yes. And they said they're going with, uh, I forget the character's name, but she is also a teenager. And you have possibly other teenagers coming in. And even in the Fantastic Four, they eventually have a son. Not really sure if he gets yeah. any powers from his parents or not, but that's one right there. Okay. So a Young Avengers movie could kind of be like their own version of Teen Titans. If this were to happen, would you want a movie or would you want a Disney Plus series? Keep in mind, we think series were like, okay, it's low budget TV. Disney has been churning out money for these things. If you look at the Mandalorian trailer, that is that is movie quality. That looks as good as Rogue One did. It does. So 
just because you say Disney Plus series does not mean it's going to be TV quality. So I, I don't know. What do you think? I think I think Disney Plus is the route to go. I really do. I yeah. think you know I want to see this expanded upon a bit more. Not that the Avengers movies weren't, but we didn't have that opportunity back then to move into television as they do now. They have Disney Plus. Utilize oh, yeah. it and save the movies for the grand scale characters. But within those movies, you can build up like a Kate Bishop or like what they're doing maybe with Florence Pugh's character in Black Widow. I think she's going to be the new Black Widow. So, yeah, definitely bring yeah. these kids together in show or movie form. But if I had to pick, I would pick Disney Plus because, you know, a, a six hour and eight hour event, uh, the Young Avengers coming together. Uh, I, I like Titans for what it is, but this is this could slap Titans in the face and say, yeah, we're, we're the new young team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So hopefully some of these work out. Who knows? If I had a pick, I would go. I would want a movie. I think a movie could work. Okay. I'd like All to right. see some in a movie form. Just I think they'd get that bigger budget right there. All right. But uh, moving on from that now, ending it off. You're trying to keep these shows shorter, even though it looks like they just seem to get longer and longer. Austin, I'm sorry. I'm a rambler. <laughs> Me too, uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer some of these uh, questions that have, uh, were left from the previous podcast. You can okay. comment down below and that'll awesome. help us out here. Uh, I have here from uh, Ninja69. Uh, can you talk about King Kong versus Godzilla 2020? Mm. So just your thoughts on that. What do you think about it? I mean, the last Godzilla movie, not that it was bad. It just, it's so funny because it finally gave fans what they wanted, which was monsters fighting. Yeah. But it still felt like it was missing something for me. And it didn't perform as well as they had hoped. I think they're still doing King Kong versus Godzilla. But do you think tone has changed expectations has changed on the movie what do you think i um I, I think that's one of the big reasons for going back in and doing the the massive reshoots is because they just saw the reception and i'm with you i, I and the more i think about the newer godzilla movie the more i just kind of forget about it man i was so bored in the theater during moments of that film yet other moments when the monsters were on screen i was loving it so yeah. If you go if you take what worked about that film and apply it to this new movie coming out I would like it significantly more, and I just want a fun film that focuses on what we don't like, or focuses on what we love and doesn't focus on the human characters, because that is what bogs these movies down. So bring yeah. us that, and I'll be happy, really but is. my anticipation level's like, okay, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I think it will come down to the human characters you cast and their involvement in the movie, yeah. but keep it focused on King Kong and Godzilla and what For they sure. got going on there, but... I'm still excited to see it, but uh, last movie, I enjoyed it. I just didn't have, uh, I guess, I wasn't just not that into I'm not into the Godzilla movies, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just not our thing. Sorry. All right. Uh, Jenny Wong here goes, which character do you think will die from Suicide Squad? So I guess we've kind of touched upon that, but I mean, still, like I said, Pete Davidson. Yeah. It's cool that he's involved, but he's going pretty quick. Other than that, do you have any other picks that you think will just probably not make it at all? Ah, uh, man, I, I think Polka Dot Man's dead. Uh, I think if, <laughs> if Slipknot somehow comes back and, from the dead, he's dead again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to know, but That'd I do be think so they'll kill funny some big names. If they did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if they brought in another Slipknot. I'm Slipknot's cousin. <laughs> Slip Double Knot. <laughs> all right, let's see here. You ain't right. <laughs> um, that looks like all the questions here, guys. Be sure to leave uh, your questions down below for the future pod, and we'll be picking them out. Austin, do you have any on your end? 
I did have a couple left over from last time as well okay. from Patreon yeah. that they were asked a bit late. Go so very, real quick, uh, first one is from Rabbit Ears Blog. I love that. What's the hardest part <laughs> about reviewing movies? Chris, we'll start with you. The hardest part of reviewing movies is I think the mistake that some people make is that you think you need to say a negative. That you think like you've watched something and you're like, I love that. Yeah. But what was bad about it? And so you force yourself to like create this like, I guess it wasn't that well edited. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was long. It's like, if you don't have anything negative to say, then just just don't. Yeah. I, I So that that was one of my struggles when I first started was like, I like that movie so much. I don't have any negatives, but I felt like it was wrong for you not to have any negatives because you're always told no movie's perfect. But I just come to the term now. If I don't have anything negative to say, I'll just say I don't have any negatives for this movie. I liked it a lot. So that for me was the tough part. You, Austin? I think it's finding the balance between, you know, my personal feelings and the stories that I relate to and the actual filmmaking, right? Because there have been movies that I think are so well made, but I didn't really care about that much. And then movies that I love, (laughs) but it's like they're not the best, they're not the most well-made movies in the world. So if you can find the right balance, and I'm still working on mine, uh, it's a hard thing to just nail down, especially when you rate every movie. So if you can nail that, then I think you're in good shape, man. That's something I'm working on myself. Yeah. Okay, that was a good question. That's a good question. So the last one is, and this is less of a question and more of a you need to do this, but I think we could somehow manage it. So it's, can you rank <laughs> the MCU's big bads for both Earth and Cosmic, like a Doctor Doom and the Mandarin? So we're oh, gonna man. we're gonna turn that into a, uh, what villains are you looking forward to the most for the future of the MCU? If I had to answer, I would oh. definitely say Doctor Doom. Magneto, Galactus, of course, but I'm, I'm really hoping they bring in, and I know Spider-Man's out now, so we're going to focus on the other characters, I guess. <laughs> I really hope they start bringing in, you know, like how they're bringing back a Baron Zemo, who is such a yeah. big villain in the comics, but he's not as well known. Bring, men, yeah. bring in some of those little guys and turn them into some big guys, and maybe even if it's just a one-off, I'd be more excited about that. But of course, like I mentioned before, Doctor Doom and Magneto, those guys got to team up, up eventually. What about you, Chris? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like when, when you talk about those, so I would definitely want like your Doctor Doom, your Magneto, especially Magneto. I'm so curious to how they're going to do it because if they're bringing the X-Men back, Magneto's origin is kind of now unfortunately outdated just because yeah. Yeah. you can't have a Holocaust survivor be, I guess, as up and a bride as a, as a you know, you, you kind of have to, have like to change 90. his origin, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that's just, and you could use the excuse, oh, he's a mutant, so he lives to 150. It's like, uh, that only yeah. worked for so long, so yeah. might as well just change it now. Like they did with the Punisher, you know, that, yes. that he used to be in World War, and then they switched it to the Vietnam War, and I think now in the comics, he was just in the Afghanistan War. Perfect. So it's like, that makes sense. So I'm not saying that there's a Holocaust every other year. It's not that simple, but... <laughs> It's the same theme of being discriminated for who you are, yes. which is the whole theme of the mutants. Other than that, man, I know this is the one we've already had, but I still want to see Ultron pop up again. Okay. I, I think he was done okay, yeah. but his thing in the comics is he always pops up when you least expect it. I kind of would like to see him pop up again. I don't I don't dislike that at all, man. That's a, that's a character that, you know, he died, but... Did he really die? You know, we don't exactly. know, but those are some great answers mm-hmm. from you, man. Uh, other than that, I, that's all the questions I have. All right. All right. Well, that has been episode three. We are on a roll. I can already smell all the podcast money coming in. <laughs> Pretty soon, we will be sponsored by 
movement and DoorDash and <laughs> yes. mattress companies or whatever. No, I don't think so. But this is just fun to do with you guys. We like talking movies and some of the smaller stuff that we can't talk about on our channels. But we really appreciate you guys being here. Make sure you like, subscribe. You can find me at youtube.com slash 3C Films or on Twitter at 3C Film Review. Thank you to Austin for joining me. Austin, where can the people find you? You guys can find me on YouTube, just Austin Burke, and on the Twits and the Instagrams at The Burkinator. All righty. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll see you on the next pod. Thank you.